Hi, Connected Parents. Um, this episode, I mean, it's for all parents, so dads have a listen, but this one is really for all the mamas out there. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week, and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. This one is for the moms who just are so exhausted and um, trying to hold up the whole house of cards. And and these are the moms that I hear. You know, if I think about this, I probably hear this a few times a week. I hear, I am the worst mother in the world. I hear that all the time. So a couple of things I want to say to you about that. First of all, you're not, because if you were, you wouldn't ask that question. That your fact that you're even asking that means you're not. Um, and two, that you're not alone. That that really there are so many mothers in particular that are just putting all of their energy into taking care of everybody and putting their own needs aside. And you know they'd love to sit down and take a rest, but they're going to go and do this for their um, spouse, or they're going to go and do this for their kids. And it's really um, at their own expense that they just keep giving and giving and giving and nurturing and caring and doing um, to the point of complete exhaustion. And when you get that exhausted, it's really difficult to be neutral. It's really difficult to use the strategies that you have learned in all the parenting books that you've read and all the free time that you don't have. Um, so you end up so frustrated and so tired and you end up yelling and you end up going to bed at night crying and thinking, I don't want to be this parent. I can't stand the sound of my own voice. This is not who I want to be. You wake up in the morning promising to do better and 15 minutes in the morning you've given up or you're screaming and yelling and that's just so normal. So I really want to talk about that for a second and I think the most important thing, so if you're familiar with my work, you know how um, I always, always suggest starting with compassion and empathy, with understanding that the behavior is never the problem, it's a symptom of the problem and anyone who's yelling or screaming or ignoring you or getting angry um, that is a person who is in pain. So understanding that first is a great way to start, followed by presenting the problem, followed by setting limits. And what I'm going to talk to everyone about right now is that you need to be able to do those same things for yourself. When we expect other people to notice that we are super exhausted, we, so we, we sort of walk around thinking, how come no one's noticing? How are they letting me do this to myself? myself? But the truth is we teach people how to treat us. And so the more we do for them, the more they will take. And not because they're awful, selfish people, but because if she's going to worry about it and she's going to do it, well, why do I have to worry about it? So I'm just going to let her do it. She's on top of it. Um, you know, everyone is the star of their own movie. Nobody thinks they're the bad guy in their own movie, ever. So they're looking at everything from their own internal point of view, which means that it's our responsibility as mothers to set limits. We know um, that nurturing is important. We know that understanding is important. We need to do that with ourselves first. So then on those nights where we're so mad at ourselves and we're so angry, we didn't get enough done or we left five things out that have to be done tomorrow, um, before we start berating ourselves and, and being angry with ourselves, be compassionate. Use the calm technique on yourself. We are all doing the best that we can and on some days our best looks different than it does on other days and we're carrying around a huge load, especially when we're trying to function for everybody else. Um, 
there's nobody usually taking care of a mom like that. Maybe occasionally if we get sick or if it's Mother's Day or a birthday. But most of the time, it's like, eh, she can do it. It's fine. Especially little kids. They're not even built that way. They're, they're not even built to understand. And, and even with teenagers, they go through this weird phase where they don't see us as people. Um, they see us as ATMs and drivers. And they, they sort of, they, they really have a difficult time even understanding that we have feelings. And I don't mean that they're sociopaths. I mean, they're just so self-centered and so... Um, focused on their own issues and their own concerns that they really just don't have space in their emotional world for us. Um, and it's our job to help them and train them and teach them. But when we expect that, that's when we get really upset. When we expect that someone's going to notice, when we expect that someone's going to say this is ridiculous um, and it doesn't happen, that's when we get really upset. So we actually do have to set those limits for ourselves. So if we follow the same program, it's mirroring and nurturing yourself be your own best friend. What would you say to your best friend if she came to you and said, uh, you know, I'm just exhausted and I've done everything today and I function for everybody and nobody cares. And you said, well, you know, you've read enough books. You should know what to do. You would never talk to your friend that way. So why would you talk to yourself that way? Um, we're quite awful to ourselves. So it's really important that you use the calm technique on yourself first. Then you present the problem. Well, the problem is I keep over-functioning for everyone. I keep doing and doing and doing, and sometimes it's easier to just do it than to make them do it. I agree. There are times when it's just easier. If you make the sandwich or you get the backpack ready or you do whatever, clean up the kitchen or whatever it is, um, but the problem is we're teaching um, our loved ones how to treat us. So when they leave a mess and we clean it up, we're teaching them that that's okay. And, you know, if you showed up for a job every day at 9.30, and you worked there for about a year and a half, and finally, a year and a half later, your boss called you in and said, you know what, you're fired. Uh, and you say, why? Well, because you came in every morning at 9.30. That would be ridiculous. No one ever told you it wasn't okay to come in at 9.30. <laughs> so we have to set those limits for ourselves, um, for our own mental health, but also um, for our children. So when we over-function, and we do everything, and we um, are so tired and so exhausted, but we do it anyway, and we give, and we give, and we nurture, and we nurture, and we nurture to the point where we become ill, what are we showing our children? In particular, our daughters. What are we showing them? Um, and we become a, a more caricaturized version of, our pers of, a, of ourselves as we do, and we suffer, and we quietly complain in our heads. Um, and then the other people in our lives end up doing less in direct um, relationship to that. And then we become more upset and more frustrated and more hurt. And I know that for a lot of us, um, we have these conversations all day long in our heads. You know, it's like, of course you would have left that door open. And of course you wouldn't have done the lunch. And oh, of course this is left here. And well, me to do it. And we, we have this whole kind of rant in our own heads which just keeps us locked into that energy. It's what we're activating, it's what we're thinking about, it's that energy that we're presenting outside. Um, but we're kind of complaining about it without actually doing anything about it. So I think it's really important, once we've done the connecting and the nurturing and the, um, the softer kind of um, emotional work with ourselves, we've just been kind to ourselves and, and know that it happens and we've done our best and that's you know, to being really compassionate for ourselves then we have to set those limits. Then it becomes, how do I not overcompensate so much for my family? How can I be the overseer of some of those things, but let the running around happen 
uh, with our kids or our partner or whoever else is living in our house. Um, it's really important that we are the overseer sometimes, but not always the doer. Um, and I was giving a family an example of this the other day um, for a mom who's, um, I think it was her son, who has ADHD and forgets everything and she's you know, half the time driving back to school with all these things because she doesn't want it to fail and doesn't want to get in trouble. Um, so she's running around doing it all, but at the same time, he's not learning how to do any of those things for himself. And when you have something like a learning issue or, or attention deficit disorder, it doesn't mean you can't do it. it you can do it, it's just harder. Um, and often it's easier for the parent to do it. But in this situation, I taught her to do something called a high five. So you put up your hand, high five, and then as you're giving the high five, there are five things you have to remember. Do I have my lunch? Do I have my mittens? Do I have my hat? Do I have my gym clothes? Uh, whatever it is. And that's a way to kind of oversee, but have them doing the running around and pulling the stuff together so that they have what they need. Um, and there's lots of ways that we can set those limits. What's really important about setting those limits is you are sending a message to the people who love you that you also love yourself. Right? I love myself enough not to do that, I'm tired. I love you enough to know that you can do it and that if I do it for you, that's not gonna make you feel very good. I believe in you. And my favorite line, I love you enough for you to be mad at me. And when you start screaming and yelling, I do everything around here, one of these days I'm just not gonna come home. First of all, we terrify our kids when we say that. We don't mean it anyway. Um, and it, it, all they're gonna do in those moments is focus on our behavior, really, instead of their behavior and those are not the moments that they're actually going to look at themselves and go hmm maybe I really could be doing more maybe I really am being mean to her maybe I'm not looking at this from her eyes and those are the things we want our children to be able to do so when we set that limit and we say look I love you enough not to do that and I love you enough to be mad at me but I'm not going to do it in a neutral strong way what we're doing is setting this beautiful boundary around ourselves that says I love myself enough not to be talked to this way. I love myself enough not to be taken advantage of. And we know that feeling when we start to feel sick inside. We're doing it anyway, but we know we shouldn't be doing it, but it's just easier to do it or we just do it because we're too worried. Whenever you're operating from fear um, and not from, not from lining up with what I call the compass facing north, what is best for you? What is the best thing that you could be doing for yourself and for your family? Whenever it's something else, you're gonna feel icky. You're gonna feel off. It's not gonna feel right in your body. And when you're lined up and you're making a decision that's the right decision for you and for your children, that's where you're gonna feel lined up. That's where you're gonna actually feel strong. And the first few times you do it, it's gonna feel really weird, but you'll watch, you'll see your children will rise. Your partner will rise. Your spouse will suddenly start to rise up to what you need them to be doing because you have taken care of yourself, because you have honored yourself in that moment. So first of all, you're not alone. Second of all, you really have to show self-compassion and use all of the same principles on yourself. Then present the problem. But the problem is if I do it, you're never gonna learn how to do it for yourself. Or if the problem is if I do it, I'm gonna use all my energy up today and I'm really tired and I need to rest and it will get done and you need to do it. When you're setting those really strong, loving limits for yourself, you are setting an example for your children, particularly your daughters, who are gonna be watching you. Um, and knowing that that's actually an incredible way to love them as well, by believing in them, that message of confidence, I know that you can do it. So I guess the real message this week is to, is to think about how to apply the entire connected parenting principle um, to yourselves, because you deserve it too.
Hi, I'm Barrett Caleri from Connected Parenting. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. And don't forget to check us out on the web at connectedparenting.com and like us and follow us on Facebook.